welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so happy you're with us today. You know, one of the things I love most about sharing these Seek Reality visits with you each week is that I get to meet so meet so many so many exciting, interesting, wonderful people who are sincere seekers and who are deeply committed to lives spent really helping others. That's the best part of this. I get to meet people and this gets to be deep sometimes. It's really huge. Some of the most amazing people who have ever lived talk about how this is the most important thing that any of us can really do, which is to spend our lives on something that's greater than ourselves. Over and over, we hear great quotations from people that we admire very much, and that's what they say. They're just living their lives, doing something for people that is bigger than they themselves ever will be. And, and that that really rests with me. I, I know how that kind of feels. You don't care about yourself, you care about others. And our guest today is yet another deep, sincere seeker. Jonathan England is a transformational leader, a community builder. His achievements include building a multi-million dollar real estate business and becoming a best-selling author. And most of all, he really cares deeply about understanding human development. I, I really resonated with that when we had him on last fall. He's invested more than half a million dollars just in his own personal development, which I can't imagine. I kind of don't like don't like like to think too deeply about what's inside me. I'm just trying to look outward myself. But he has created the Awakened Life Live event, and tens of thousands of people have attended those events. Jonathan's book is inspired by the work of Jesus, and you know I'll resonate with that. It's called, If I Die Before I Wake, The Five-Step Roadmap to Enlightenment, Prosperity, and Your Life's Purpose. He tells us that his path will lead us to achieving the five levels of consciousness. Again, I resonate with that. And I think that's true about his book. I think it is a different path. Also based in Jesus, though, that leads you to the same place where I'm trying to lead you. I don't know of anyone else other than yours truly who actually takes the teachings of Jesus seriously still. So to me, that makes Jonathan remarkable all by itself. And this is his second visit with us. Jonathan, welcome. I'm I'm so happy. I'm thrilled to have you back today. Yeah, thank you for having me back. Yeah, we had a great conversation last time. So I'm excited to see where this one goes because we don't even know where it's going to go yet. So we'll... No, because as we were just getting ready, you started talking about your communities. And now tell us about your communities. I don't think we even talked about that last time. Yeah, so I was given these visions for building villages uh, January 25th, 2015. I yeah, saw this and um and kind of how it actually started, it was, I, I felt the vision for it before I saw the vision. It just it started to feel inside of me because you mentioned that I'd invested over half a million dollars in personal development. And so when I would go attend events like Tony Robbins event, and I paid like $5,000 to go to his like six day event. And I, I just absolutely loved it. And one of the things I loved the most about it was I would be surrounded by inspired, inspiring people that had goals and dreams and visions and They'd say, hey, what's your dream? What are you working on? And I'd share. And they're like, wow, cool, awesome. How can I help you? How can I support you? That's great. But then I'd, the event would be over and I'd leave and I'd have to go back to, to the old world where you start sharing your big dreams. And people are like, oh, that's that's stupid, man. What are you talking about? Just, you know, got to. Yeah, you just see you face reality, man. And I'm like, what? Like, why do I got to go back to this crappy world when I could just like, why can't I just live with people like this. And so that was how the vision started for me. I'm like, I, I'm going to find a, a world. I'm going to find a place where all the people are like that. They live inspired. And I searched and searched. And, you know, if you look around, you can't find something, then you're it. Like you're what you're what's missing. Yep. And so that's yeah, kind of how the ins- inspiration birthed for me is to have a place where people are, you know, share a common path, a common purpose and, and, lift each other up instead of tearing each other down so that's how it began 
That's exciting. So, all right, you said, all right, if it doesn't exist, I'm going to have to build it myself. Yeah. Uh, and that's true for, for, you know, for everyone, like whenever you've got something that really is inspiring you and you're like, you, you're searching for something like there's like, there's something out there that you feel like it's missing in the world and you can't find it. It's you. Like you're, you're the one that's meant to you're birth it. it. Yeah. So talk about uh, that. So, so what did you do next? Um, it started actually, I've got this event called awaken your destiny and it's goal setting workshop an inspired goal setting workshop. And actually it started, it was called destiny date night. And it was the idea behind it was that, you know, we all have this purpose, this destiny, but we kind of put it on the back burner because we get caught up in life and we just got to do what you got to do just to survive. And so the idea was take your destiny out on a date uh, and really get to know it again, get to know your purpose, your vision, your dreams, and spend some time with that. And so that's, what how the event what it, it formed up around that idea and so then i started doing the event and i lived in panama city florida at the time and i would just keep doing that i'd, I'd do it like every week or sometimes twice a week and people just kept showing up i'd have like 20 30 40 50 people and uh, it was all about them awakening their destiny who who they were before they became who they were told that they needed to be so they could survive and that's how i started building a community was with that that event and um, then I would at, at the end of the event, at the beginning, um, I was making an offer for I had a little I had a, a, a mastermind that I would do every Thursday evening. And so the people would join the mastermind. So that was how I'd, I'd, I'd attract all the people for Awaken Your Destiny. Those are the kind of people I want to be around is the ones who are inspired to you know, awaken their destiny. And then the people that would take the next step, those those are even more the people I want to be around that are. Uh, contributing and and actually taking steps and so i would be surrounded every thursday and that's how i started to grow the community but it wasn't actually a village yet it was just people that would get together you know once a week and so yeah and so so did you like buy the land and build the village yeah so it, when i was in florida it started at it was a a um it was an old church building that i was that i i was leasing i was intending to buy it and i had it under contract and that's what i, I was going to build my first university there so the the vision there's there's one of the pieces of it it's reinvent the educational system another is reinvent the monetary system and another is uniting religions and so i was doing all that into building it first uh, and then it, it, it the deal fell through on the building and then there was a category five hurricane came in and wiped out our our entire city and the building and so I moved to Austin, Texas and started to re rebuild there. But as soon as I got there, there was a little town outside of Austin called Bastrop. And I found a property. It was like 11 acres. And I was trying to buy that. I was like, that that's it. That's where I'm going to build the village. And that fell through. And then all of a sudden COVID hits, shuts the whole world down. But the, the day that the whole world shut down, the day before, my wife, Mel, and I, we both heard very clearly, fly to Costa Rica today. You, you got one hour, pack your stuff, fly to Costa Rica. And we're like, okay, you know, we didn't know how long we're going, but we just knew we we're supposed to go. And we, as soon as we land in Costa Rica, the whole world shuts down. They shut down the airplane, airports and everything. And we're like, uh, <laughs> and they said, well, you need to catch a reparation flight and go back to the U.S. or else you can get stuck here forever. And I'm like, well, we can't, we got a life back in the U S we can't just stay here in Costa Rica. But then we looked at each other. Like if we got stuck in Costa Rica forever, would it be that bad? But you, you know, know what? Beautiful there. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to take our chances. So we took our chances and um, stayed here and, and I'm still in Costa Rica now, but we were staying at a, a, a retreat center on 111 acres and it was just us. And we were in this just pure heaven on earth when the most of humanity was going through hell on earth. Like, you know, all the craziness with the pandemic and all that stuff. Like we were just literally like living in the Garden of Eden. And it's, it, it was like only we were there for a couple of days and we knew, oh, we're supposed to be building. It's, it's supposed to start in in Costa Rica. And it's and it, 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 it made perfect sense because when I was building the community in Panama City, Panama City is called the Redneck Riviera. It's like L.A., Lower Alabama, where it's it, it wasn't a really good fit for someone who's like spiritual kind of. Yeah, that, like I'm meditating and driving a Prius and vegetarian and that didn't wasn't a really great fit there. 
when I went to Austin, Texas, like everything it blew up. It was like so easy being in Austin, Texas, because the people were already aligned with where we were going. But then when the you know world shuts down and we're in Costa Rica, well, Costa Rica is the perfect place to build the villages. Like all of Costa Rica is already prepared and aligned for villages. And so it was it was just so much easier it, when you're going with the flow. But you can only go with the flow when you're listening. Yeah, you can't be you got to walk by faith, not by sight. And just really. Oh, yeah. Here to hear. Yeah. And, and, and present to the to the present of the present and that, you know, the guidance. And so we started we, we knew we OK, we're building the village here in Costa Rica. And it took us about a year and a half to find our first village and. It was on January 7th of 2022 is when we closed on it. It was an old eco lodge, a hotel and restaurant that had 11 casitas, a restaurant, a pool. And we bought it and converted it into a village and built 18 more casitas and built a gigantic greenhouse and food forests everywhere. Um, have a well, and a big water tower. So we're all, you know, we got our own food, water, shelter, energy, community and currency. So we're sovereign where we don't have to depend upon, you know, that sick system out there that's perpetuating war and poverty and all that dysfunction. We're, we're sovereign beings now. And so that was, that was the idea of it. It's kind of like, these are like metaphorical arcs as the world's about to go through its crazy metamorphosis. We're already chilling. We're going to be celebrating and enjoying heaven on earth while everybody's going through their transformation that haven't made the journey yet. Most of humanity hasn't made the journey from the head to the heart yet. The people that have already made the journey, you can just sit here in heaven within and without while you watch from it watch from a distance as the rest of the people go through their crazy journey and, and kind of how you how you make that journey is uh, the only way i've ever seen it is you fall into heaven through the floor of hell you you know you go through that dark night of the soul and pop out on the other side so all of humanity's got that coming for them and it's not a, it's not a bad thing it, it seems like it when you're in it but when you pop out on the other side you realize that it was all necessary just being in a cocoon it was really dark but you were in a cocoon and you're you were all your cells were rearranging because you were going from a caterpillar to a butterfly full on trans to a butterfly. What a beautiful analogy. Yeah. And you have a view of the ocean. Uh, at the top of our property, we've got a little, a little view of the ocean. Um, <laughs> it's mainly mountain views here, but then we bought another 50 acre property and it that's, we're starting to build that one out now. And it has just incredible. It's, it's like a, it's like a, kind of like a Grand Canyon style view, just wide open, expansive over this valley. And then there's a huge mountain on the other side called Mount Chiripo. And so you watch the sun rise over the mountain and on at the top of the property, there's just this just wide open view of the ocean. So you watch the sun set over the ocean and it's just extraordinary. I just love Costa Rica and it's a whole different mindset, which hits you as soon as you get off the plane. Yeah. I can't. Well, you know the you know what it feels like. So, what a great place to build something like this. You really can. It changes your mind, changes your heart right when you get off the plane. I, I it love is. it. It is. It's a visceral experience. I, the, actually, when you're flying in, you because as long as you're flying in during the day, you can look down and you just see. My wife, whenever the first time we flew in, she was looking at the plane. She's just crying because there's just so much green because it's rainforest here. And just so much green and just mountains and just it's green you everywhere. Have monkeys, you have. You... Oh yeah, <laughs> we've got a tree right in front of our 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 home. We've got uh, the kitchen sink right in front of the kitchen sink. There's a big window, and then we're kind of like on a hill, and so there's a this huge palm tree that's in front of us, but where it kind of, it comes out like the firework part of it, it's like right in front of our window, and in that in that palm, I mean, it's maybe fifteen. 20 feet away max just right there as you're washing dishes you can just look and there's like toucans land in there green parrots uh hawks yeah. uh yeah. buzzards and, and even monkeys that you'll i mean you'll see i haven't seen the monkey in the tree at the same time as the rest of the birds but the but the rest of the bird they'll all hang out there in the tree at the same time all together yes. coolest yeah. thing it's just it's it's rich in wildlife it's just a beautiful most i think it's a it's an undiscovered gem. A lot of people have no idea that it's like the best place to go to just vacation or have a second home. It's it's wonderful. And the people are so, so sweet. Really? Yeah. The phrase here is Pura Vida, which is the pure life. And and it's just all kicked back and relaxed. And everybody's just so sweet and kind and loving. 
Um, and I mean, how can you not be when you got so much abundance? There's perfect weather year round. I mean, it rains half the year, <laughs> That's but, thing. but you <laughs> like the rain here. I, I, we love it because especially because we're growing our all this food, all, all of our food for us. And we're like, we cheer every every day it rains like yay rain because we can just watch our trees. Rainy season is not that rainy either. Uh, I that's been my experience too. I mean, there's times like in in November it'll it'll start it'll come down pretty for it'll it'll. I've never been there in November. Maybe that's why I think yeah. it's not it'll bad. come down. But even that, it's an enjoyable experience when you're when you're you don't want to be like driving around in it. But when you're sitting in a village, it's so cool. But yeah, you got. But the, the temperature always stays. We don't have a winter. We don't have a hot summer or a cold winter. It just stays, yeah. you know, 75, 80 degrees yeah. all year round. You got mountains, waterfall. Anywhere you are in Costa Rica, you're less than 15 minutes from a, an amazing waterfall. You know, we're 10 minutes from the beach. So, yeah, I can't. I just, oh, we, actually, we, we're not supposed to be talking about Costa Rica. But uh, let's let's talk about your, your books and your and your methods, because as I recall, I was the last time we talked, I was very skeptical, even though I had read your book, that the, the methods that you were using to help people, because you, you do a lot of work helping people were, you know, really using Jesus's methods as much as I thought you should be using Jesus's methods. And here I was being, because I am really a skeptic. And the more we talked, the more I thought, you know, yeah, you really, you really were doing that. So let's talk about how you sort of began to work and, and discover how Jesus's methods really did work in helping people to grow. Because I thought you were, the way you described it all worked really well, actually. Yeah, so oh, I started off in my journey as evangelist atheist. Like it was my job to convince people God wasn't real. So <laughs> an evangelist you know. atheist, I love that. All yeah, right. uh, uh, hey, anybody who even used the word God, I'm like, okay, you're an idiot, and especially if they said Jesus, oh, you're a double idiot. Like that was literally the way that I perceived reality. I thought they had, you know, did, <laughs> I thought that they were completely you know, ignorant. But it turns out I was the one that was ignorant, and thank God I was wrong. Um, <laughs> but so so jesus method all his is is it's not my will but thine be done that's it not my will but thine be done is walking by faith not by sight not letting this his eyes deceive him because uh, this world you know it's 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 a it's a representation of reality people are like this is reality no this is a representation of reality the unseen is moving the scene and it's more real than real so it's really just tapping into the unseen not you know, if you take life too seriously, you'll never make it out alive. You know, Jesus says those who love their life will surely lose it. So it's it's about in my book, it's called If I Die Before I Wake. It's about dying before you die. So and so when I call talking about wake, uh, waking up, it's the waking up, having the shift from realizing that I'm not a human being having a spiritual experience. I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. So it's a shift in identity instead of this this time based self that just comes and goes with the like a like a mist like a vapor like dust in the wind we're eternal beings and then this bodies are representations of where of us right we're just we're just these are vessels that we're chilling in enjoying enjoying an experience in for a little while and so uh yeah that's the that's the whole thing it's not my will but thine be done now on what i work with people on because depending where people are in the journey, like the five levels of consciousness, five states of conscious orientation. I'm, I'll work with them a little bit differently, but depending upon where they are, because, you know, if you were to, if you were somebody who loved Donald Trump and you go to a Hillary Clinton rally and you're like, Donald Trump is the greatest. And people are going to be so angry at you and they're not going to hear a word that you say, you know, uh, you know, so you kind of got to speak the language of the people in order to, bring them out and and i understand that completely because again i was evangelist atheist so <laughs> no people couldn't use any god words with me to get me to move in the direction of god i i needed to hear in a different way so i'm very aware of the journey that and where where people are i can spot it. i'm like oh okay i got i see where you're at and so i'll go i'll go there you know I, i'm staying put consciously my you know, i'm centered in in heaven they seek first the kingdom and all else will be added to you so i'm living in the kingdom and i'm doing things from the kingdom and but I'll you know I'll reach out and be able to talk with people and work with people where they're at so they can start to make progress and gain momentum. And all that's really happening though, I'm always talking to their true self, their 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 eternal core true self. And 
I'm talking to that. And what we're just doing is kind of dissolving and dismantling or just letting go of all the illusion, all the false separate self that they've constructed that's become a prison, but they thought that's who they were. They this this shell that they that they're acting as if they are and they're stuck on the surface, but they're not the shell. That shell's a container. They're the gift that's inside of it. So I help them unwrap the gift. That's really what the gift. Yes. So your five steps as as I wrote them down are disoriented, goal oriented, journey oriented, value oriented, and then soul oriented. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So so what's the difference? Disoriented, I get I get yeah. that's where you start. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's where everybody is, is we're indoctrinated, domesticated into this reality. Uh we're trained to be consumers, where yeah, we're creators created to create in the likeness and image of God, but we've been conditioned to consume. And so we're so powerful that if we think we're not, we're not. And so we've created this illusion of being victims of circumstance. And it is programmed in from the world, but it's actually you know, we're, we we still are have chosen it. We've chosen this experience. So we start out as these victim minded consumers that are victims of circumstance and we don't have any impact or effect over what's happening to us. And so that's called disoriented. You don't know where you're going. You're just like a pinball getting bounced around. Level two is when you realize, you know what? It's not my boss's fault that I'm not making any money. It's not my spouse's fault, my boyfriend or my girlfriend's fault that I'm miserable. It's actually my responsibility. And I'm going to start setting some goals. This is what I want for my life. And you start getting a vision and you started start deciding, okay, this, this, no, no more, not another day, not an hour, another hour, not another minute. Am I going to deal with it? I'm going this way. I'm, I, I know where I'm going. So that's called goal oriented. You got your vision, you got your direction and you start to gain strategies and tactics and tools to improve yourself so that you can get, uh, you can actually make the, the, the steps, but to, to take your power back is what you're not actually taking it back. But in that level, you perceive yourself as taking it back. So this is just kind of how you're doing it. You're growing yourself to take your power back and to start achieving your goals. And you're like, cool, you set the goals, you do it, you set the goals, you do it. But the problem with that level, level two is that, well, there's multiple problems with it. But one of the problems is you're, you still think that there's something outside of you that's going to make you happy. And so you've got people like Robin Williams, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley. There's two things that are same about both of those. One, they have more people fall in love with them than anybody that's ever existed. Like billions and billions of people have fallen in love with them and they all love them. And then the other thing is they they were miserable. They killed themselves. Like, yeah. how is that? How is that possible? They got the whole world loves them except for them. They don't love them. And the reason is because they actually won at level two. They they achieved all their goals, but they realized that there's nothing out there. And then it became hopeless. But they didn't know there were more levels. That was just the that was the just the end of level. They won level two, but there's still three more levels. And so level three is called journey oriented. This is where you realize there is no path to happiness. Happiness is the path. And so it's level one, you live in in the past, which creates depression. Happiness is the path you said that yeah there's no path to happiness happiness is the path that's profound yeah i love that okay i'm sorry i wanted to make sure everyone yeah great yeah thank you yeah happiness is the path okay yeah. and feel free to stop me any anytime i get once i get to on that flow there it just keeps no, on i think i think i just want to make sure everyone heard that that's that's yeah. profound uh yeah there's a now, on that, though, uh, this is a, a important disclaimer on that, that we're not here to feel happy. We're here to feel fully. And then once you feel fully, the only thing that's left is the peace, love and the joy. So you're a lot of people are. Happiness is the path. Yes. We're not here to feel happy. We're here to feel fully. Yes. Because if you because wow. if you if you start thinking that it's all about the happiness, then you can make that an outcome. You can make that a goal, which means now you're back in level two. You're like, okay. You get drunk on that, but you're really here to feel fully. Yeah. And feel deeply. Wow. That's really, yeah. I'm cross stitch that and hang it on the wall. And what's cool when you actually feel fully, because 
suffering comes from resisting what is now the only thing that actually is is love love is the only thing that's real only thing that exists but we get love caught up the in the illusion that's real that's true yeah and so you know again we're so powerful if we if we think we're not we're not what you believe to be true is true for you even if it's a lie and so we can make a lie more real than real we've been given the power to make lies more real than real so we can live in in false worlds where we perceive ourselves as separate from love, trying to figure out how to get back home. But we've been home the we whole time. We can live in false worlds thinking they're true and then trying to figure out how to get back home. Oh, that yes. is so true. Yeah. So we're like doubly well, lost. People are so miserable because they think that's true. Yeah. And so back, you know, full circle about the path. There is no path to happiness. Happiness is the path. So what a lot of people are doing, well, oh, well, I'm supposed to be happy thinking, you know, that still missing that leaving what's real in the pursuit of what appears to be. When you feel fully, you stop resisting reality. The only thing that truly exists is love. You're not receiving it because you put conditions upon it. And the conditions that you put upon it says, I'm going to withhold love for myself until these conditions are met. And you're waiting for the world to change. So you'll let yourself feel love. Yes. That is so true. Oh my goodness. Do you write is this all in the book? Do you write these things down in the book? Um I don't, I don't I'm not sure if these are all I haven't read the book in a while. I can't remember what's well, in there. That's the problem. I read I read it. I read it last at the end of the summer. Because, the, wow, this is all so true. It, the majority of it I'm sure is in the book. I don't know if some things have come through since then that I'm sharing right now, but the majority I'm, I'm certain is definitely in the book. Um, but, but I me cause that now that book, it was like channeled. It came through me. Yeah. And so some well, of I know the, how that feels, <laughs> exactly yeah. how that feels, but that is so true. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So some of the things came through me, but then I still had to go through them. And even if the, these things were in the book, there's like a depth to them that I have now because I've actually witnessed them in in the physical dimension. I've, I've watched people on the journey. I've, I've watched how these are impacting people. So I really have an awareness of where people are getting caught up. Like they might they'll take some words that I'm sharing and they and they use them like bumper stickers and they're stuck on the surface and regurgitating words because they sound cool. But they didn't receive the wisdom. They didn't receive the, right. the transformation right. from the words. Right. And and so, and so that's much of growth consists in getting rid of things, not in adding them on, but in getting yes. things and seeing the wisdom and then digging to get to it. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Wisdom. Yes. That's all I'm ever doing. When I'm working with people, that's all I'm ever doing. I'm never adding anything. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm 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 looking at who I, I'm looking at. I'm connected to who they are, their true self. And I'd yeah. never lose. I never lose that connection when I'm working with anyone. Yeah. Then what I'm also looking at is who they're not, that they perceive themselves to be. And I can discern the difference between now. They can't discern the difference because you can't see the picture when you're inside of it. They've identified with who they're not thinking that's who they are. Mm -hmm. And but what it's like for me is is like I'm looking at a window, but I'm looking through the window at who they are on the other side of it. They're thinking they're the window and I'm like opening up the window and going in and, and actually touching them. And they're like, whoa. And they'd never, they didn't, they didn't realize they'd never been connected. They'd never been touched in, in the heart before until that moment, because they've been, it's like a, it's like two TVs talking to each other. They, there's, it's like a false identity talking to another false identity. And even when they're with someone, they feel alone and don't even know why. Well, because they left themselves out. That is so true. When they're even when they're with they're with someone else, they feel alone and they don't know why. So true. It's two pictures talking to one another, and they're they're false selves talking to one another, and they can never connect. That's so true, and it's so hard to see. Sometimes when you're with a couple, you'll see that they don't know who each other is. Yeah. And you, yeah. you want to help them take off the masks, but they are not ready to take off the masks because they think that what's inside is not attractive, but they don't understand that what's inside is beautiful. Yeah. And now when people show up into my reality, it means they're ready to take off their masks. They they might 
they might still have like uh, a lot of discomfort in it and like, oh, I don't, I'm not ready for this. I'm not, it, but they, but they are. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so part, yeah, part of my, my methods are very unconditional. One of the, one of the key things, and this is what, what, why our, our village works so well is that we put the fun in dysfunction. And, <laughs> yeah. Cause the whole world is dysfunctional, but everybody's pretending like they're not. And which makes them doubly dysfunctional. Right. Oh, oh yeah we like have that. a blast or, or i have a blast with it and everybody else has a blast with it unless they're the one that's dysfunctional and then at that time it kind of it might be a little difficult for them to have fun with it for the moment but the you know i'm already i'm laughing the reason i'm laughing is because i know where we're going i'm already on yeah. i'm like i already see their future i'm like i know how this is going to end i know you're terrified right now but i know how this is going to end so uh i'm having a blast the whole time but oh my <laughs> But I'll, uh, I'll see most people are emotionally constipated. That's their problem. They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> see, Roberta's not emotionally constipated. She's, like, she's got the energy and emotion. She's feeling it fully. See that? <laughs> but most people are. They're like, Ugh. and imagine you go your whole life and you really got to take a poo, but you're like, I don't know. It's going to stink. I don't want anybody to know about this. And you, and you hold it in your whole life. That's not going to work too well for you. But that's what's <laughs> happening. With people, with their emotions, like they're like, I don't know, people not might not like because when they were a little kid, you know, they had heart wide open, yay! And then daddy or mama says, Shh, you know, shut, yeah. So, oh so they hold it in. We're like, I don't, yeah. And so what I'll do is I'll poke the poo, and <laughs> meaning they're emotional. Like I'll 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 hit the little button and get the dysfunction to flare because I can see it, I can smell it. I'm like I'm like, and I'll do that. I'll do that. Like I'll walk around the table. Like, you fart, you know. And they know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a, a physical part. I'm talking about energetic one. I'm like, there's there's a poo in there, and I'm gonna get it. And so we have, a, <laughs> we have a blast with it. And that goes back to what I'm saying. We're not here to feel happy. We're here to feel fully. Once you oh, feel fully, giving, giving people permission to be who they really are and loving yeah. them as who they are is the greatest gift you can give to anyone. There's no greater gift than that. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, our religions tell us that we're not acceptable as who we are. Which is God, the exact opposite. God doesn't love you. You're not acceptable. That's what our religions teach. And so I tell everybody, no, God loves you perfectly just as you are. And so I tell people, God can see inside you anyway. God knows you completely and loves you. And nobody believes it. So I tell them, this is how you pray. You open the entire top of your head because God could see inside anyway. So who do you think you're kidding? So you open the whole top of your head. And you live that way all the time. Every thought, God can see it. Yeah. I've lived that way for, you know, 20 some odd years. God can see my every thought, does it? There's no, there's no way to hide yeah. it. I know. So I don't have I'm not constipated. Yes, I know. I don't have a filter. People are constipated. They got a filter. They're filtering and they're and they're stuck in. You got no filter anyway. I don't got no filters no more. (laughs) And so, stupid stuff comes out of my mouth quite often. I'm very clear about, and everybody's very clear at the same time. But also, genius comes out of my mouth, and. I noticed clearly genius comes out of your mouth, kiddo. Oh my goodness! Wow. what I noticed is if I stop the stupid, I stop the genius. So I stop stopping the stupid, and then the genius would fly out. You have and to stop. Yeah, you, you 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 have to resist stopping the stupid because yes. if if everybody knows you, everybody around you knows you and knows you completely. You know, it's so freeing. I mean, you've got to be free. You've got to be yourself. If you can't be yourself, who are you going to be? Yeah, everybody else taken. Yeah, yeah. So, but once I did that, once I stopped stopping the stupid, so I'm the genius is coming out, the stupid's coming. Out, but I just really start to lean in, and I'm and I'm just enjoying the whole moment. So we're not here to feel happy. We're here to feel fully. Once you feel fully, the only thing that's left. Oh, go ahead. The people who come there are all constipated. They they're emotionally totally turned in on themselves. Yeah. And, and 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 you encourage them to become themselves. Yeah, yeah. They, well, it's one we're because we're just taking the uh, we're taking the fig leaf off. We're like revealing what they've been hiding because I'm like we already I, I smell it. I can I can already see it. I can see the stuff there. And and 
There's no point in hiding it around. You can't hide it here at the village, especially because like so many people have gone through the journey from the head to the heart, from the mind through the emotions to the heart. There's the ideal self, which is a mask that you put on that hides your real self, which is how you feel like I'm not enough. No matter what I do, I'm never enough. I know. And, oh, yeah. Oh, but underneath can... that is your true self. And so you yeah. got to go to the journey. You got to be able to take the fig leaf off like, all right, here I am. Everybody's going to run away. Everybody's going to hate me now. But but then they look and you're like, everybody's still there. And they're like, what? And then once they realize that everybody's still there, then they drop from their real self that's feeling like no matter what I do, it's never enough. They drop into the truth. Oh, wow. I'm loved for who I am, not for what I do. Isn't it's that a- wonderful? Yeah. And so they're all happy then? Do they become happy then? Not all the time. Uh, 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 but well, actually, I mean, by the time they make the journey, it's almost they're like almost always just in peace, love and joy because they stopped resisting the pain that was in them. But it'll usually take somebody about three to six months before they completely shed all their all their BS, all their egoic separate self that's trying to figure out how to get it right and how to be good enough. So that people will love them. Because I mean that you'll when people will come in here, they've been so in domesticated and indoctrinated by the old world, trained that they're love for what they do. They come in trying to figure out who they're supposed to be. So we'll so so we'll like them. Who so you'll who, like them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like no. That's a, and you'll see them, they they do this thing, I, I call it scoring points, where they're trying to score points. They're trying to figure out what I yeah. like or what somebody else here likes, and they're trying to do that. And like Stop, you know that's that's weird that's weird man because <laughs> your only job for being alive is to be you the only way you could possibly fail is by trying to be something that you're not and your difference is the only thing that can make a difference so if you're spending your life trying to figure out who you're supposed to be so somebody else will like you you're going to leave you out and you're what makes it you're the gift that's beautifully said oh great yeah Perfectly said so it's very uncomfortable at first for for codependent uh people because they're trying to figure out how to make a false connection, which is like it's a they make they're trying to make agreements with people. I'll do this for you if you do this for me. But now you're you know given to get you're you're just you're not being yourself. But that's what people are doing. What they're calling it love, but it's actually manipulation. It's it's trying to control love, but you can't control love. Uh, the only thing you control is your smallness and your suffering. So you're actually just creating smallness and suffering in that agreement versus just being perfectly present to the present of the present in each moment. Um, and so that's what, you know, happens. They're, they're coming in trying to figure out who they're supposed to be. And like, they're I'm like, am I, it, they'll, they'll ask the question, am I doing good? I'm like, well, you were doing great until you asked me how you're doing. <laughs> the, only, the only way to not fit in here is to try and fit in. Oh and, my goodness! You are you doing can, God's work, my Yeah, dear. you can smell it all over somebody when they start trying to fit in. Like, oh, you're yeah, it's weird, man. Now it's <laughs> it's normal out there in the old world, but it's really weird here. Like, what are you doing, man? That's weird. Stop that. Just be you. You got one job. Be you. That's, that's it. That you is so beautiful. What you are doing is so beautiful. Chris. helping people shed those burdens and become free who they really are and loving them for who they are. What a gift that is. Yeah. And I ain't going to lie. It gets, it gets messy sometimes, sometimes like, you know, but I've got plenty of wipes and I clean them all up. Like it's all great. Gets knee deep yeah. sometimes, I guess, but wow. Yeah, it gets Cause I mean, some of the people that I've worked with, they've been through some serious, serious stuff. Like, like I, like darkness that I had, I didn't even realize was a reality in this, in this world. Like, I, I mean, you, 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 heard about it kind of like off in the distance, but to actually meet people that had gone through like being raised in satanic cults, like as a little three-year-old being abused. Oh my Lord, really? Like wild stuff. And so that was a lot of pain that had to come through like those, those people. And so, um, but it's, but we don't, it, because there's so many people here now at the village that are living in this unconditional love, it can happen really fast now. People can just take it off and like, here you go, all the stuff that they're hiding. Yeah, I mean, you know, and little children that have gone through some really, really bad stuff and they're hiding it because they feel like they're not they're not valuable. They're they're not innocent. They're not pure. They're they're worthless mm-hmm. pieces of trash. And they're they've been hiding that their whole life. And to actually open up, take off the fig leaf and let us let us all see what's been hiding back there, because that's who they think they are. They think they are what was done to them. And so here I am. And and then they're like, no, and we don't run away. We're still there just googly eyeing them. And then they 
all that stuff just falls away. It just gets let go. They just release all that pain of the past. I mean, there's different like processes and things that we go through and we do it, but, but that's basic. That's the journey from the head to the heart, but it's from the mind through the emotions to the heart. You got to cross the river. Here. Aren't you wonderful? What beautiful work you do. Thank you. That, that's Jesus's work. That's just, that's, he called you to do it and you, you're doing it well. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I can't even not do it. If if I was not doing it, then I wouldn't be me because this is oh. literally just, I'm just being me. Oh, and what I was going to say earlier, what I, what I then noticed when I stopped stopping the stupid, the genius comes out, the stupid comes out. But as I would just lean in and receive the gift, because every moment is a gift from God, even the moments that you don't like, if you will just go deeper and receive the gift. So if there's any resistance to anything, I just lean in. I'm like, okay, let's take the conditions off of it. Let me love it. Right. And what I started to notice is the stupid becomes the genius. Like th that's the most genius. If I lean into the stupid, like, wow, like, like the emotionally constipated that came out as something stupid at first, but I leaned in and it's like, where does this go? I'm like, Hey, wow, this is genius. People can relate to this. They get it. Like that's, that's really their whole life. They've been, you know, somebody has been emotionally constipated. You can look over and they're like, like, what's wrong with your face, man. And they're like, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> they got the resting, you know, I love it. Exactly. So perfectly said. Yep. Exactly right. Exactly right. You you can't have a governor on yourself. You have to be who you are, who you've been called to be, and you just have to say it, and you just have to live it, and be it, and do it. Exactly right. Yeah. Let her rip. <laughs> I love that you're doing it in those villages, though, because I mean, I know just the kind of place that, where you're doing this. I mean, it's beautiful with the birds and the monkeys and and all the fruit, and it's just a beautiful place. So far removed from this country and from whatever was, you know, it was that screwed these people up. They're really free there. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, it, it appears without, though it is within. And so once you clean up all the crap and the you know the the need to feed going on inside, and then the the disease to please. So these are the two things that are really like driven into people: the need to feed and the disease to please. Because you go, if you become a people pleaser, then you become a liar. You've given up yourself for who you think you're supposed to be, and you don't even know you anymore because you never knowed. You never said no. And and then the uh, the need to feed because we've been taught that we're not enough. So we we they dangle all this stuff in front of us, all this programming, all these commercials, making you feel like you're 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 not going to be happy unless you get all these things. And so both got so programmed in that that's like the the people turn in like these black holes. But in truth, they're a supernova. You just got to flip the switch back from consume to create. And so once that happens, then your environment changes when it you know, it appears without, though it is within. So once you seek first the kingdom and the kingdom of God is within you, once you dropped into the kingdom, it says all else will be added to you. And I've witnessed it. It just it just happens automatically. You'll find yourself in the most beautiful environment, uh, the rest restoration of the Garden of Eden. I mean, that's where I'm sitting. I'm sitting in the restoration of the Garden of Eden. Like, yes. Yeah. So fruits that I didn't even know there'd be like so many fruits that I've never I didn't even know existed. Like I've never mm -hmm. tasted these things before. Never, never heard of them. And they're just the most magical fruits I've ever had. And it just they're everywhere. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. So and there's beautiful. no winter. I've I never realized I don't I don't really like cold. I don't like cold at all. But I didn't know that I could live in a place where it never gets cold and it never gets hot. Like what? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm jealous. It's beautiful. <laughs> Come on <laughs> down sometime. Our things and all the, our particular places and to do our particular work for Jesus. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite, but you certainly are doing his work. Yeah. And if you ever want to come visit, you come on down. I got plenty of rooms, plenty of places. You got, I got, I'm looking right in front of me. I got on this big hill right here. We got these awesome units and they're overlooking the sunset. There's like a, there's a big window up here with the big tub. You can lay in the tub don't and watch tempt the sunset. Me. I'm tempting you, Robert. <laughs> so I'm tempting you. Here. Oh, don't tempt me. I'm yeah, you're coming. You're coming. I, I, I already feel it. You're just because you're already. Yeah. You're like such. We're so perfectly aligned. You know, your vibe attracts your tribe. So yeah, that's true. Another beautiful, beautiful thing you've said. That's true. We actually are running way over time. Oh, goodness. Um, I guess I thought we would do. I'll have to have you back again to talk about more of this because um, I, I I know you are inspiring a lot of people in a lot of ways. Now, your website is Earth Waking. 
Yeah, earthquakingvillage.com is one of I got a bunch of websites, but uh earthquakingvillage.com is what you'd like to people to, to to go to to learn more about you. Um go to jonathanearthwaking.com and that'll give you multiple that'll send you to the village, that'll send you to you can download my book for free there. Uh all kinds of cool stuff. There's a the Awaken Life Live event you can attend at. There's an on demand version you can attend at any time for free. So I and I got I just got all kinds of stuff. It's free. Here you go. Free stuff. Enjoy. And you find your, find your way home. Cause, uh, everyone wins when someone finds their way home. Like I got a little two year old son and, and the more people that I can give this gift to that can receive the journey home, then once they come home, then they remember that the gift that they are. And then they, it's, it's the restoration, the, reconciliation of all the sons and daughters of God. And it just, our world gets better and brighter. So the greatest thing that I can do for my son is to give this to as many people as I possibly can to bring as many people home as to their hearts. You want to transform the world to make it hit a better place for, for your son. I I know the feeling exactly. I feel the same way for my own children. So I think we, we both feel this way for our own kids. Absolutely. Well, thank you for so much for being here, and we will have you back because we have a lot more to talk about, my dear. All righty. Hugged and thank you, thank you on behalf of the world. All right, appreciate you, Roberta. I appreciate you, and my dear beloved friends, we've once again come to the end of our time together. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so happy you could be with us today, and wow, isn't he a pistol? Oh my goodness. You can feel the energy and the joy and the love. Please never forget anyone. Please never, ever forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you get that, when you really get it, it changes everything in your life for the better. And next week, we're going to continue to explore talking with people who are giving their lives to try to help others to live their best lives spiritually Our guest will be Ray Catania. I hope I said that right. He's an author, a metaphysical teacher, a theorist, and a coach, and he's the visionary behind limitless publications, limitless coaching, and scientific spirituality for the modern human. He's written the first two books in what he calls his Awakening series. One is The Atheist and the Afterlife. Sorry, I had a timer going, and we've gone past my timer. We can cut that out. Anyway, his name is Ray Catania, and he's written the first two books in his Awakening series called The Atheist and the Afterlife, and you are still alive, now act like it. He is a scientific spiritualist, and he he was sold to me, actually, by someone who is an agent. I don't really know him, and I haven't read his books, which is unusual for me. Usually by now, I've read the books. But um, I think that he is going to be someone that we'll be interested in hearing from, and that we're going to discover him together next week. So he's someone else, frankly, who is doing his own best to awaken in his own way himself and everyone else in the world. So let's discover him together. Please be sure to join us next week. And this week, we've been talking with someone who is frankly, near and dear to my heart, and I think you now see why. His name is Jonathan England, and he's been with us for only the second, but not the last time. He's a transformational leader, a community builder, and someone who is following Jesus directly. It's clear to me that's true. And his book is called If I Die Before I Wake, The Five-Step Roadmap to Enlightenment, Prosperity, and Your Life's Purpose. And frankly, I didn't, I was a skeptic that he was following Jesus, but he's following Jesus in a different radical way. And as you can see, he's a live wire, but he's a sincere and a truly lovely human being. And there are some people who really will resonate with someone who thinks and talks like him. And I think that there are some people, especially if you think you've really been damaged by your life, that he may be the only person who really can reach you. So I would go to his website, Jonathan, it's, I wrote it down, Jonathan, um, I can't read my writing, Jonathan, again, your website. Jonathan Earthwaking, JonathanEarthwaking.com. It'll be correct in the, in the program notes, JonathanEarthwaking.com. 
But he is someone who can be a solid spiritual anchor in your life. You can help you to grow spiritually and, frankly, really make the most of this lifetime. It's time to do that now. Uh, because we know now that, that, frankly, reincarnation is real. People come here repeatedly, and, and as the, the, the Easterners say, turn on the wheel. You don't have to do that. You can make this your last lifetime. And I think one of the people who is most likely to be able to make this your last year of lifetime is my dear friend, Jonathan England. And plus, I think he's a lot of fun. So thank you for being with us today. And now, of course, it's time once again to mention that Seek Reality Online is your one-stop resource for all things afterlife. Just go to seekreality.com and start to learn for yourself that your own reality really is eternal. And that's whether you like it or not. So learn the truth from our dear friend, Craig Hogan. <clears throat> and I've actually run out of throat at this point. And teachingsbyjesus.com is your single resource for all the beautiful divine truths that are brought to us in perfect love by the greatest teacher of them all, Master Jesus. The Christian church, as you know, doesn't teach us what Jesus taught, but teachingsbyjesus.com does. So now that we finally are losing the religion, we can start to learn from Jesus what really is the truth. The genuine teachings of Jesus can at last truly come alive for us all. And there's no time to talk about my books or really about anything else. So this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you, most of all in this entire universe, you are infinitely perfectly and eternally loved you've been listening to seek reality with roberta grimes roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share knowing the truth changes everything